Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. Busy guy, huh? I guess. <laughs> Family man now, so. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Staying in Trouble. I'm Adam Short. I'm Eric Humes. Yes, you are. Here again, man. The one, the only. Working hard. Been out hustling all day. Right? It's but been a hot one today. It has been a hot one. Dude. Been with, rough. With my fair skin, I jumped from shade to shade. Yeah? So. You laving up, up that uh, skull of yours? Or do you wear a hat? Hat. You have to wear a hat. Yeah. I hear you, man. I still have hair on my head, so I got to wear a hat. So Yeah, you got a few up there. (laughs) They're holding on, man. They're holding on. I gave up. I gave up. Once that line went back so far, I'm like, forget about it. I just start shaving it. The the girls don't like it. I I did that like a year ago or two, and Sarah and Audrey did not sign off on it. They didn't? It took a little bit for Shelly to get used to mine. It wasn't. Like immediate, but the girls are like, mm, you need to bring it on back. Would you try anything? Would you try products? Uh, I did try a product. And then uh, when I saw the pictures of my biological dad and he had the same hairline as I, yeah. I gave the hair products away. Yeah. You're fighting against mother nature there. Yeah. Uh, I was like it verbatim. So my dad, Terrence, who we've got a great guest with us today, Terrence Addison and, uh, so I, for the listeners that don't know, I, I never knew my biological dad growing up. And, um, and so I finally met my half brother down in Texas. Um, and they brought me pictures of my dad, like, boom, here's a whole big mental envelope of pictures of my dad who was a professional steel wrestler. That's how he came to town for El Dorado days. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you left that part out. And a professional wrestler? No, professional steer wrestler. Oh, steer wrestler. So, oh, yeah, okay. he was. See, Dude, he, I, I had something else totally pictured, man. He loved professional wrestling like every like everyone does. Like every red-blooded American, yeah. right? <laughs> so my son just got uh, WWE 2K something. And so he switched from Fortnite to playing, you know, uh, WWE 2K now. Oh, for, yeah. Ferociously. So, And when he, when he plays, too, he gets into it. He jumps up and he's like, "Boom, let's go!" You know, he, I mean, he's just jumping. <laughs> I, he was tearing apart the the Jeez. cable last night. He was, and he's loud. I, I don't know where he gets that from, but oh, I, I know exactly where he gets that from. It's not Sarah. <laughs> it's not Sarah. <laughs> it's not Sarah at all. <laughs> so, well, let, let's introduce our de- guest, Terrence. Introduce yourself. Give us a little background. Give our listeners a little key. What's going on? Uh, you know, my name's Terrence. Uh, I don't know. I, I work in the casino industry, um, which has been a little stressful right now with everything going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's shutting down and, you know, firing and furloughing and laying everybody off. But um, I'm lucky. I'm blessed to work at the win right now. Um, you know, I'm a dad. I got a little 17 month old. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. She's a, a joy. Definitely. But um, can be a hassle too. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a little. She's very wild. I think she gets it from me. <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm very calm as a kid, I was kind of crazy. 
So, you know, I think she gets that from me. Um, and uh, really, you know, I'm just uh, I'm a big gamer. I, I know the WWE stuff. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just here to hang out and talk and get to know everybody. So nice. I do have a, a really important question. So we just got this game. It's an Xbox edition, uh, Xbox One edition. And uh, there's no Hulk Hogan on this WWE game. Why is that? Licensing. He costs too much. Um, but sad. There is that makes sense. There is a custom char- create a character feature, and there's a community out there that you can go and download any wrestler you want. And Hulk Hogan's there. Okay, there you go. The inside right there. So, what's the big game that you're playing right now? What do you got your head wrapped around? Funnily enough, I'm not really doing a whole lot of gaming right now, just because just moved into a new house and been dealing with unpacking and oh, yeah. setting up and getting things going and dealing with all that. But um, I did just recently go through The Last of Us Part 2, which has been a heavily debated game in the media right now. Either yeah. you love it or you hate it. And uh, so, so so, where are you at? You love it? I'm literally in the middle. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I'm looking forward to the new generation that's coming out um, probably in November, PlayStation uh-huh. 5, Xbox, Series X, all that. But, uh, no, I'm, not, I'm just not really playing a whole lot. I am a big fan of uh, the Street Fighter series. Yeah. Um, I used to play that professionally or semi-professionally. I didn't make a whole lot of money doing it. But, uh, yeah, it was something I used to do. Now, how old were you when you were doing that? Uh this is like five years ago, so okay. my late twenties is when I started doing it. Um, I actually got really serious in about two two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So the last ten years, I've been pretty big into it. But um, funnily enough, Vegas is where they used to hold the world championships. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd have um, you know gamers come out from all over the world to compete in Street Fighter and other fighting games. So how deal. Street Fighter's been around for a long time. I remember. Yeah playing street fighter when i was like are you kidding are you kidding yeah like original nintendo like the square gray box square controller type nintendo i don't the official name of it but like nintendo yeah Yeah. no like but i remember the street fighter there you know you got to blow in the game to get up to work (laughs) yeah right right? you know and uh but so yeah i had it been around what 30 years more 87 i think was the first uh, game and then 92 is when it really picked up with Street Fighter 2, and that's when it got really popular. Oh, I love oh, yeah. it. At the Smiths, man, you had to wait in line to play Street Fighter 2. And, you you know, you stacked your quarters up. That's what, I mean. Oh, dude, you're showing your age now, dude. Yeah, stack the quarters up. <laughs> hey, I got next. That's, that's literally what it meant. If you wanted next, you had to put a quarter up. On yeah. The yeah. Arcade. yeah. You don't see too many arcades anymore. Uh, there's a, we got the arcade, uh, was it the pinball world series? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about on Tropicana? I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember the name of it. It's, yeah. Um, you never been there? The, oh no. You're talking the pinball museum. Like they, they have like all the old, like, so it's like, a pinball museum, but they also have old school arcade games. Oh, at that place? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I've never been, I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Yeah. I don't know if it's open right now, but it's, it, it's phenomenal. So um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I've taken Aiden there and, and it's just a blast. Like 
It's old school quarters, old school games. Well, I know. take it back. I guess they have game works. I mean, like game yeah, works over yeah. by. Uh, yeah. Town Center. Yeah. And yeah, also uh, Dave and Buster's. Better. Yeah. Dave and Buster's out in Summerlin. Your, your, your standard arcade just wasn't profitable anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have Street Fighter 2 in the arcade, people are paying 25 to 50 cents a, a turn, or you can pay 100 bucks and get a Super Nintendo and be at home all day. So, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And that was that was the so I think so where did you how did you make the transition Terrence from Nintendo at home to going to tournaments on the weekends or whenever they were like how how do you how did you make that jump like how old were you and like because that is a question like you know for Adam and I, I don't, what's the one movie with uh, Super Mario and he goes to the World Championships and. Um, and there really wasn't wow. actually world championships at the time. That was actually made up. Wizard something? Yeah, the, yeah Wizard. And uh, I must have missed that one. It's a, it's a classic. Is it? I've and, never seen it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't feel bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the Wizard, I, it, it was, you remember uh, Super Mario uh, World? And so where Super Mario has the, the tail and the feather, and, uh, and they in the wizard, it has this world championship and both are on the screen. And then I remember after watching that, they're like, Oh yeah, that's not a real thing. And then, and then, but shortly thereafter, like two or three years later, that's when they started making tournaments yeah. of different things. And it was games I wasn't good at. So yeah. now it's a billion dollar industry. You know, um, there was a kid, I think he was 16 years old. And he won a couple million playing Fortnite. Yeah. 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 I did hear a, about a that. free game. He made millions off of. So, um, it's big for me. Um, how I transitioned into it was basically there was a big, you know, a few years. It's, we call it the dark ages of fighting games where not a whole lot was coming out, not anything that was really good. And then Street Fighter four released in the arcades in 2008. And everyone was falling in love with that. It was just like playing Street Fighter two all over again. And so I ended up buying that on Xbox 360 back in March of 2009 uh -huh. and just fell in love with playing Street Fighter again. And uh, at that time, I had a good friend of mine who we just would play sets for hours, just the two of us. And that game had an online you know, version like where you can go online and play with you know whoever and that's when I realized I wasn't very good at Street Fighter. You know, like I would beat my I can't, friend. I can't believe you just said that, Terrence, because I've been to your house and he plays it at the extreme level and wins. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think my three button sequence is going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, this is 10 years ago, right? So, yeah. you know, I go online and I'm just getting destroyed. And but I'm getting excited. It's like, oh, I didn't realize there was a level beyond what I was doing. And. So, you know, I went online and I was looking up tips and tricks on how to get better and how to improve. And then I moved to Vegas and found out about the World Championships being in Vegas. And it's a free entry. Anyone can go to visit at the time. And um, you didn't have to, like, qualify to play. You just had to pay an entry fee or something. So I did that. Got beat a little bit. I think I won one game. And then if you lose two, you're out of the whole thing. And uh, there was about... I want to say 3,000 plus in attendees to fight in the game. Uh -huh. You know, I probably placed the top 2,000 or something. 
but um, it was just really exciting. And so I decided to take it seriously. You know, I'd come home from work and I'd just sit there and practice throwing sonic booms, you know, with guile for hours. If I could do it 10 times in a row, I, I had it set kind of thing. If, oh, I, wow. if I messed up, I started that number over again until I got it down and was consistent. And now, you know, then I got to a point where I was getting better, playing online, beating a lot of people, going to tournaments. You know, I never won a tournament. I think the best I, I got in a tournament was fourth place. Um, but it was just really cool. And then I met this community of, of gamers who are all doing the same thing and they're all competing and and then that's when you realize it's a global thing. And, you know, you're competing with guys in, from Japan, from Europe, from Asia, anywhere. It's just they all come fly out for this one tournament that was every summer. And it was three days, just fighting games. It's pretty pretty incredible. Oh, I bet. I bet. You know what's amazing to me now is that uh, colleges are offering scholarships and colleges are competing yeah. in, in, in different types of games. I don't know if they're fighting games or they're the – I don't know what games that they would they would play, but uh, TBS at night they have the oh, what's it called? Um, help me out. Well, they have the game show yeah. on there that, that yeah. teams compete with each yeah. other. Man, I forgot. But well, anyways, I think the first what was the what was the game with the first million dollar purse? Do you remember which one? It, that came out like five years ago, and there was a million dollar purse for the team. And you know, I know Vegas downtown. They were working on creating the the first electronic stadium where and i think that's still in the works the the, the one at luxor no what well, it's going to be at uh at uh, what do you call it where it has the fly down the zip line oh the rio no no downtown oh downtown yeah underneath the canopy I don't think a casino has that. That's no, not a casino. There. Okay. It was, but what do you call it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fremont Street Experience. Yeah, the Fremont Street. They thing. were going to build yeah, yeah, out yeah. that one because uh, they've had, like, they've tried bowling alleys. They've tried different yeah, things. Yeah. And, and it was supposed to be a, and because we, the only reason I know that is because a lot of, uh, like, teams started contacting us. They wanted to rent houses and they wanted to just set up houses just, that's what they were going to do is just they'll just camp out. They're like, we make a hundred plus grand a year just playing games. And so if they know that the, the tournaments were going to be here and at that stadium, they were going to want to be residents here. So, yeah. So, so you work in it now. Yeah. All the gaming that, that you've done, like when you were a kid, do you think that led to the profession that you're in now? No. Um, I'm just good at it. So yeah. that's what got me into it. I I have no passion for IT. It was just, you know, uh, there was a job opening somewhere. I needed a job. I could do it, and I did it, and now I'm here. Yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't something that I had dreamed about doing. Tinkering with computers. I didn't have a computer until I was uh, 17, 18. My own computer. Uh huh. So it wasn't. I wasn't big into computers. I actually just like video games, hanging out, watching TV, you know. The yeah, basic for sure. Stuff. Did you play a lot of sports growing up, Terrence? I did. Um, for for our listeners, Terrence is 6'10 and bigger than Adam and I. So, <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, when I imagine you growing up is a little bit like my own son. So my son's big, and every, fo- every time I meet a football coach, they're like, now, Eric, we got a place on our coaching staff for you. 
yeah. that we could use Aiden in our, in our, you know, left tackle. And, um, and there's been a few times when I wish I would have pushed him that way, but he just doesn't, he doesn't have the desire for it. So I don't, we've tried most sports already. So, yeah, but he, I mean, he always relishes in the moment that he, he's like, well, I can always beat Ryder at basketball. So, <laughs> so what'd you play when you were a kid? Um, I was a big fan of baseball growing oh. up. So I did a lot of baseball and then Adam hates baseball, by the way. He hates the Dodgers. <laughs> Baseball's my game, man. Um, he bleeds it. Like, honestly, every he's like, baseball this, baseball that. That's all we hear about around here. So, um, yeah, I love baseball. It was a um, big passion. So I was um, outfield, pitcher, first base. I just rotated. And um, nice. I had a, a good time doing that. And then one day, I can't remember exactly, but I was just watching TV, and there was a commercial for, like, a highlight real of michael jordan like where you can buy his dvd or something and i just remember watching this and i was like wow that's kind of cool i want to do that and so i just dropped baseball one day tried basketball and uh nice and so yeah i just uh played basketball for a little while and then uh i switched over to track and field throwing the shot put throwing the discus things like that and then in high school i i dabbled in you know, other sports like water polo, volleyball, tried some tennis here and there. Um, just, I just really liked sports growing up. Yeah. And then uh, after high school, I picked up bowling, did bowling in college for a bit. And, uh, but my knees got so banged up playing all these sports that I just, I just gave up at, at one oh, point. Yeah. yeah. I don't do it at all. There's nothing. I don't watch it. I don't perform it. I don't do anything. So, uh, so when you were uh, practicing, with uh, Street Fighter, and yeah. you wanted to get better and stuff like that. Did you find that it was it, it took the same motivation, the same desire as practicing as in sports than it was when you were practicing to become really good at Street Fighter? It took that commitment, took that maybe a uh, uh, competitive nature you may have had. Yeah, I feel like you know esports is almost the same as regular sports. Mm -hmm. Just you know you use your hands more than your feet and you know your body, but. Um, in order to get better, you have to practice, you know, so, you know, I don't think, I think that's important to understand. Like my wife and I were talking about this this morning. Um, my son plays a lot of Minecraft and he studies Minecraft and magic, the gathering. Uh -huh. And, um, and so if you're into magic, the gathering, reach out to me, we'd love to have you on the, on the, on the, uh, podcast. And, um, but I think that's where like people like think that sports is only this one way and listening to Terrence's story when I first heard about it, he, like he talks about putting hours in of doing the same thing, right? That monotony, right? Yeah. When most video games are meant for diversion, like, oh, I'm going to pick it up and oh yeah, I might be able to, you know, beat, you know, beat my friend, right? And that's usually where most recreational levels are. Like, I just got to be good enough to beat my friend. And I think a lot of us are like, well, you know, he was just really good at it. You know, he just understood the game better than me. Or he pushed the buttons the special way. And listening to Terrence's story is like, no. Like, they studied the game, broke the game down, took it out of its like, that shiny box, and like, okay, this is how it's actually put together. And that's what you do. Uh, on any level, right? Coaches, they break down the tape, they break down each player, 
this is what the weak, you know, strengths and weakness, right? He talked about, you know, you know, throwing the sonic booms for Guile, right? And Guile's one of the most popular players on that game. Me, I was more of a E Honda type of guy, but <laughs> I love the, you know, the hand, the the speed hand, and but why did you choose Guile? Why didn't you choose uh, or you can? Um, so I bounce around with characters. Um, I can play almost all of them, but at that time, in that moment, I was playing Guile because he was considered one of the worst. And so I figured I want to try the underdog character, one of the one worst characters in the game, and see if I can do better and do and do well. And so I just picked him up. Because he was the mo- he, in the movie, he was one of the most popular. You know, the John Claude Van Damme movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're comparing it to the movie? I, I remember seeing that movie. I was a, yeah, I was a recreational gamer. Yeah. So, and um, obviously I watched better movies than you. I can't believe I, you guys didn't I watch guess. The Wizard. Wow. So I think I that's it. what it's named. I, I'm pretty movie. sure that's what it is, yeah. Um, but, you know, when like when I was doing baseball, you know, I'd practice um, hitting the ball, keeping my eye on the ball so that I can hit home runs when it was my turn, you know. Um, I practiced pitching, throwing the, the ball as fast as I could, as cleanly as I could in the strike zone, you know, wherever I needed it to be, and that was ours. And that's what we did every day after school. That's all we did when we played uh-huh. sports. So it's the very same thing. You know, when it came to Street Fighter, you know, I would watch tournaments of the best players. Yeah. And I'd see what they're doing. And I said, oh, okay, I can do that. But I had to practice doing that. And yeah. so, you know, like I said, esports is just like any other sport. Um, you have to, in order to get good at it, you have to practice. And in order to be at that level, you know, making millions, that's like your job. And yeah. for me, I never wanted to get there. I just wanted to have a good time and, and do as well as I could. Um, because for me, gaming is, like you said, it's recreational. It's to escape. It's to have fun. And I was treating it like it was my second job. I mean, it was, I'd go to work for eight hours. I'd come home and I'd play Street Fighter for 10 before bed. Jeez. And, uh. I was really good in those years, and it was great. I mean, I I met a lot of cool people. You know, you get to travel, get to do things. There are some gamers who are really good, and they get on teams just like the NBA or, you know, MLB, and they travel the world, and they compete, and, you know, it's it's pretty cool. So what, what makes it a professional level? So, so what, what makes it considered professional in, in a way? Like, is there like, a, in my opinion, getting paid. So, so once you start getting paid or sponsored, is it, is it off of a sponsorship? Yeah, there are some companies that'll sponsor players and, uh, they have a set salary, you know, you make 40, 50, 60,000 a year uh-huh. and you know, you're on under contract to make sure you make your tournaments and you compete. And some contracts are pretty strict. Some contracts are like, you got to make top eight of this 3000 man tournament, you got to be at least in the top eight, uh, to keep getting paid. And so that for me would have been too much. It would have been truly a second job or my current job. Yeah, for sure. And for me, that's not what gaming is for me anyway. You know, I, I think gaming is just to kind of have fun and, and play here and there, but, um, competing at that level would have been the same as if I was playing basketball, you know, you, you have to practice, 
everything in basketball. You know, you're watching tapes of yeah. other of the other teams. You're paying you know. for extra coaching, extra yeah. nutrition. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're 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 running plays nonstop. You know, getting all that stuff down. It's the same as gaming, but um, I think the you know most people don't really see it that way. They see it as it's a kid's thing. It's a just a video game. It's not you know something to take serious. But I mean, who else is making a million dollars pressing buttons? You know, yeah. uh, there's not a whole What's, lot. So we and I know there's like a, there's a whole like team of like twelve year olds and fourteen year olds that have made like hundreds of thousands of dollars and like I know some of them topped seven seven figures and um, what's the lifespan? Of since you know the community way better, Terrence, what is the lifespan? Like, if, if I'm a parent at home and like my kid's like, I love Fortnite, right? And I love, you know, we were talking about WWK or whatever, and they're like, oh, this is what I'm gonna do. What's the legitimate lifespan? Because I'm just trying to, bra- you know, even rack in my head, I don't know anyone that's my age that was like, hey, I was a professional gamer and that's what I do for a living. Uh, it, it highly depends on the game. You know, Fortnite is the top dog right now. That's what all the kids are playing. That's what everyone's playing. My nickname is Epic, by the way. On Fortnite? That's- I, I created an account. Do you remember my name? No, I don't. <laughs> my son is in the studio also, Ryder, and he he plays a lot. What were you playing today? I really wanted to play NHL. Oh, so you, you just play the sports games? Yeah, I'm not into the shooting games. I'm just not good at them. You know, I created the account for Fortnite because my son Dan or my son Sheldon wanted really to, to show me how to play. Never played before. Colin so, did the same for me, and now we play every day. We play for an hour. So we went down to GameWorks, I think, last year, and you know how the computer's in the back, mm-hmm. and you can rent a computer, and they had everything there, and, and I got on. And the struggle I had is I grew up old school where, like, my favorite game growing up was Contra. Yeah. yeah. I still school. remember the up, up, down, down, you know. the Left, right, left, right. Yeah. Yep. But it was, uh, what is that, single-dimensional type game where it was just flat. It's just, just a 2D yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. You just see the guy going through the challenges, and you're shooting them up and shooting the aliens and whatever. But in this, it is like they're coming from all different angles, you had a lot more to pay attention, and it blew me out of the water. I couldn't believe it. My son's just, wow, come on, Dad, you got to keep up. Like, I don't even know where I'm at, <laughs> you know? And, and it was a struggle for me to, like, put my eyes on what I was supposed to, you know, put them on because yeah. there's so much happening all around you. So it it, it was kind of tough. And, you know, it's funny you say you like the sports games. Um, those are really competitive also. I mean, yeah. there's – Madden championships where they're making a ton of money and they even have. That's what I should have done because those big wrestling belts. I was I was one. Uh, so a group of friends and I used to play Madden, and used to play NCAA, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just gonna say it. So they would get a little upset when UNLV UNLV would win the national championship because I would I would play as UNLV, and they would play all the time. They would play all the time, and then I just roll in, and half of my game though back in the day was I play the player. Like I don't as much as playing the game is, you know, my strength is actually knowing. Okay, I know how Ryder's gonna play, and so I'm playing against him. I'm strategizing against him versus just being outright that much better at the keystrokes. And uh, whereas today 
you know, I think in, in, you know, you know, just what you're talking about, Terrence is like, no, the players at a high level, like, especially like Fortnite, uh, you know, there's a, there's one of the games in Fortnite, it's called uh, one shot and you use snipers and you have low gravity. And I'm like, how, that's a really tough game for me, but give me, I'm more like a mid range player. Give me a scar. That's more, I love scar. I love pistols because those are a little bit more like old school games. Whereas the sniper rifle, low gravity, you know, one, it's, it's called one shot. You hit someone with one shot, they die. And, uh, but yeah, I know, um, actually a teacher at Brown, um, last year. So my son was in a, they actually started a, a video game club mm-hmm. and they were going to have a team and it was going to compete with other middle schools. And the teacher at Brown was actually an announcer at the Luxor on the weekends and has a YouTube channel and everything else. And halfway through the year, he was making more money in esports than he was at the school and said, peace out. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and so, you know, but he, I applaud him because he was trying to get, you know, he's like, Hey, we're going to practice these five games. You guys come in, you know, practice, you know, uh, super smash brothers was one of them. They're, uh, they're on Nintendo switch, I think for the most part. And, um, and then uh, I even have a friend who competes at the arena at the Luxor and uh, um, he's my, my friend's nephew. And he said, actually, he's actually already to that point where it's not fun anymore playing Fortnite. And, and that's kind of sad is it? Cause it's meant to be diversion. It's meant yeah. to be fun. So, and I think that's where, um, you know, I don't, I hope everyone, are, you know, that's where we struggle as parents is like, what, what is too much? right in video games and and we don't know i don't think because uh you know going back to my first question what's the lifespan of a gamer i don't think we really know that yet because a lot of this these are younger generations that's coming up they haven't gotten old enough to do it we played games when we were kids but we would have never thought that it would have gotten to the level that it's at now mainly because of the internet that that came around later in our lives when I was playing a competition game, some old NBA game, the dude I was playing against was sitting right next to me. Yeah. And, dude, that caused a lot of fights. I mean, like, right now you're just talking online. and You can talk smack, but he ain't going to reach through the TV and punch you in the face or anything like that. But when I was a kid, he's sitting right there. So when you start talking smack and you're, you're, you're just killing them in the game, he's getting ticked off. He's ready to push you, you know, and, and you're just right there. You know, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm. I'm not really a smack talker. You know, oh, dude. You, dude. You gotta know, man. <laughs> I remember one time being at a friend's house, and it was old school Nintendo, and I forgot the sports game, and they were playing against each other. He got so mad, he got up and took some uh, scissors or some pliers and cut the wire to the controller to this box. Just, yeah, dude. Fights fights all the time over these games and the parents would get ticked off man because we were sitting there right next to him now it's a lot easier you can just talk smack through the headphones and you don't even know who you're talking smack to yeah well and i think that's even something like from our generation it was you talking to someone online that's sketch and now you know like you even shared other stories about your daughters and stuff why would you talk to someone in person? That's just crazy. Yeah. It's a lot easier online. Yeah. 
And so, and then, you know, Terrence is sharing his experience of these online communities of like, of other people. I thought that was really great what you shared about, hey, it's not just in this little bubble. It's not just me here. No, this is a global phenomenon that, you know, not just kids, but even young adults everywhere are, you know, in this. Um, I know I had another friend uh, and he, I know he got really good at one, not a fighting game, but it's like a role playing game and where they build up ranking, ranking, ranking. And, and he was highly ranked. And I said, same thing. Terrence, I said, well, how much money is he making? And he wasn't. And I said, well, that's the difference. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a difference between having a passion for it and playing it a lot and being a professional gamer and getting paid to do it. And, um, you know, as I think it's great that there's those options out there. But for me, it was just too much. I mean, you know, at that time, I was enjoying playing 8 to 10 hours a day. But then it just got to the point where I'm like, okay, uh, I need to take a step back. And there's other games out there. There are other things to do. And and so I just gave up one day. I just said, I'm done competing. I don't watch tournaments nearly as much as I used to. Um, But for me, it was about six or seven years. And then I was done. Um, there's probably people out there who are going to be doing this until they die. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it is the nature of the game. Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty hasn't stopped making games. They make a new one every year, and there's millions playing that every year. So, you know, if you're a professional Call of Duty player, you're never going to run out of games to play. It's always going to have another game every year. And uh, funnily enough, uh, if it wasn't for the online gaming and stuff, I would have never moved to Las Vegas. So back in, I want to say 2006, this game called Gears of War came out for Xbox 360. Uh And I used to just play that online with random people. No idea who they were, just having a good time. And then eventually, you know, you start seeing similar names pop up in the the matchmaking. Yeah, similar handles. Yeah, and then you, you start recognizing those guys and you start, you know, you reach out and start being friends and you keep playing and you keep playing. And, you know, I met a guy, a group of guys, we all used to play together and that was good five or six hours a night just playing that game. And, you know, you, you develop really close friendships and a lot of people back then didn't really understand that. Like, how can you be friends with someone you've never met? And, and it's just, you bond playing these games and, but that's but that's just like in real life though. Like when if you're playing on the same ball ball club all the time, dude, you're gonna get tight. And so, something we just had uh, a previous episode, we had our regular uh, uh, certified therapist in Josh Silito, and that's what he talked about right now. He's like, even though people are at a distance, we actually need more social uh, gathering. Or not gathering. How do you say that? There's like social, more connection. Yeah, social interaction. But that interaction doesn't have to be human to human. It can be through a game. It can be through even social media or something else, but some kind of a human re- reaction to someone else. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool because we didn't even know what we looked like. We just knew that voice and that yeah. handle, you know, and for years. And uh, um, at at this time I had moved to Canada. I had lived up there for about a year. And when I came back to California at the time, that's where I was living, you know, the job market had crashed. It was about 2008. Yeah. And this friend who I would game with 
all the time. Never met. He was like, why don't you come to Vegas? Crash on my couch. See if you can find a job. And I was like, all right. And I trusted this guy because, again, I've been playing with him for four years at this point. So you never met him in in nope. real life? Never physically Always. saw him. Didn't even know what he looked like. And so and I don't even think I knew his real name. It was it was wild. Um, he had he had a weird name, and his tag had Yoda in it from Star Wars. So yeah. I, I called him Yoda for four years. And uh, then I moved to Vegas, met him, sat on his couch for a couple months until I got my job and then started working, and I never left. Wow. Yeah. You're still friends with them now, huh? Yeah. We were just talking the other day, and that's it's been 15 years. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that is a cool story. That is a cool story, and it, but but that takes some courage. I mean, you're in California. You're going to pack up and go live with Yoda in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's wild, dude. Yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, I was wild anyway. I mean, I moved to Canada, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, up in Canada, that's not hard to stay in your house and play games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than going outside. Yeah. But, but, of course, here in Vegas, today was, what, 112? It's yeah. kind of easy to stay inside, too. Yeah. <laughs> but so if there's any young people out there that are that have this wild dream of becoming a professional gamer, what kind of advice or warnings or anything could, would you give a young kid uh, having those kind of dreams at a young age? Um, you know, I'd say just play what you enjoy. Don't, don't, uh, just because Fortnite's the next big thing, if that's not a game you like, don't, don't get into it because, you know, at the end of the day, gaming is to be fun, even at a professional level. And if you don't enjoy the game, you're not going to have a good time. You're not going to improve because you're sitting there grinding and trying to get better and get better at something you hate. Uh, find something you like, find something you enjoy and just play that. And if you have a passion for getting better, then, you know, don't let anyone stop you unless, you know, of course, it's your parents telling you to do your homework and stuff. You know, you got to do that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, don't yeah, let anyone stop like, you. Do, do your homework, eat your vegetables. Well, he's a parent now. Yeah. yeah you got to practice. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, just just don't give up, you know, because for me, it was like I said, I liked Street Fighter because I would play against one of my friends. And then one day I was just like, what if I could play online and, and actually do well? And then I looked into it and I found it. And, you know, I was old enough to the point where I didn't have to ask my mom if it was okay. But, um, you know, it's just I had a passion for it and I had a good time. I mean, it was a good stretch of time that I was doing this. And, uh, you know, I would never take it back. I would never go back and not do it. But, again, if you're not having fun with said game, there's no reason to, to take it serious. There's no, there's no reason to go professional just because that's where the money is. Yeah. You, you got to enjoy what you're doing. For sure. So, so when you become a professional gamer, you don't, you kind of just get on that one game. A professional gamer is not like, well, like, I guess it's the same with sports. You just pick that one sport you really, really like and you stick with it. Is that the same thing with gaming? To an extent, right? So, you know, if you're a professional first-person shooter gamer, you're probably playing Call of Duty, and every year there's a new Call of Duty. So technically you're playing a different game every year. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're very similar. And same thing with fighting games. Um, if you're really good at Street Fighter, that's what you, your passion is. You know, Street Fighter Four is what I played. Street Fighter Five comes out, you're going to probably play Street Fighter Five and uh, compete in that. Street Fighter Six, it is. So as long as the game keeps growing, 
Yeah. That player can keep staying with that game. Yeah. Well, unless so uh, the big thing too, the other part about that we talked about getting paid is is YouTube, right? Was YouTube how many gamers did you watch on YouTube and what was their channel worth? Do you uh, have any estimates? Typically back then, I mean YouTube what? Was just kind of starting out. Yeah, just starting out yeah. back then. Um there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. It was more of just kind of you'd watch old videos on demand of some tournament somebody filmed somewhere and, and posted it or whatever. But um, there's there's two sides to it, right? You've got the professional gamers who are sponsored players traveling around the world competing, and then you have streamers who sit at home and play a game, and millions of people watch them play this game. And, and as parents, it blows your mind. You're like, why are we well, watching? And I think play? a lot of those are on Twitch now, right? Yeah, Twitch and, and YouTube and things like that. And that's really cool, I guess. Um, I don't see the value in it just because as a gamer, I like to play the game. I don't really like to watch people play the game. Um, but it's people enjoy it. And those guys can make some a yeah. lot of money too. Well, and their influence. I <laughs> This is crazy. But during the quarantine, I binged watch all of Myth, uh, Mythic Quest. Is that the name of the show? It was on Apple oh, TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's a comedy on uh, the developers of a some kind of game. Well, the game Mythic Quest, right? Right. Well, one of the things that they did is there was a streamer, a little kid, and whatever he said about a game, that game would get super popular. He was the most popular streamer gamer out there. So they were always worried about what he was going to say. So this 12-year-old kid gets on Twitch, and if he says, hey, this game is horrible, that game would tank. No one would buy that game. So the power that I think what they 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 had a comic twist to it, but I think that 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 could be real. Is is these guys their influence? If they bag on a game, that that game can almost just flop. Oh yeah, it's it's true. There are influencers out there who can play a game and say, "I love this game. This is my favorite game," and then you see sales just start spiking. And uh, it's interesting that people have that power to influence you can say a game's terrible and people won't even play the game to find out if it's terrible they just heard their favorite streamer said it's terrible and they're just not and gonna done. buy it and it's done yeah. and I, I wonder how much money is transaction there like 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 in the show they try to smooge this little 12 year old kid which is a funny part of the show i don't want to ruin it for anyone have you ever seen it no I haven't oh seen i it you probably would like it it is hilarious well i know that uh What's funny, and we're talking about the lifespan, like, but that's what's in my head right now is this lifespan. Is so my kids are watching, you know, Allie, Ninja, who like as Fortnite grew, their streams have grown. Like they've been on the Ellen Show, they've been national circuits, and I try to tell my kids, I'm like, hey, just you know, it's not just him. Like he has a whole crew producing his shows, and and yeah, he is making millions of dollars. But what's funny is like with Fortnite right now, the ages are younger. Like if you go to the store, you'll see what Fortnite swag is. It's for, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Not at all. And so Fortnite swag is for elementary school age kids. And the streamers now have gotten older. Like we're talking, these guys originally were like in their early 20s. Now they're like in their 30s. They've got like three kids. And it's like, like I can kind of see it in their in their videos now where I think they're they're coming they're cresting to that hey this is a job like they don't ha- I I can hear it in their voice 
I don't have that passion of like, oh, I can't wait to get this skin. It's more like, oh, you got to get this skin because it's going to, this is going to, you know, be the best thing. And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure you're doing this for a job. Like he, you created this one thing and it's to this point. And now, you know, I know that they're trying to branch out to other games mm -hmm. because now Fortnite is going after a different demographic has gone a different direction. And um, call of duty though, has like stayed the same like that's, and, and that's a, like an older crowd and, and it's an older demographic. And so the people who are streaming that way are just on the same train, but Fortnite actually has reinvented itself because it crested so high and then it tipped off. And so now they're always reinventing themselves. Yeah. You know what? My kids like to watch a couple of the, what do you guys, uh, what does Sheldon watch on? Uh, it, it, it's for Minecraft. There's these big, uh, YouTubers oh. on Minecraft and they change their voices and it's <laughs> my son will just crank up the volume on the TV and watch these for hours hours and these guys have these like high pitch funny voices that go along with what they're building or doing on Minecraft dude and I'm ready to cut into a vein man like <laughs> dude, the, you guys got to turn this down or put some headphones on or do something because I'm ready to throw that TV in the pool like I'm I'm done with that that voice because after so long Amen. It, it's piercing, but I, who's the guy they watch? I have no clue. You, you I know. hate I hate that stuff. <laughs> I I hate it. I cannot watch it. Yeah, but but then again, a lot of kids are and they're a making money. Millions, out of, yeah, millions of that's of kids true. Are. You know, it's wild because there's a guy who. He's a part of the fighting game community. He he likes playing fighting games. He used to do exactly what I was doing. Go to the arcade, put his quarters up, play. Now he sits at home and he streams. And this guy streams, I want to say, 16 hours a day. I mean, it's just nonstop. And, but he's making so much money. And then he'll have, like, he'll stream on his birthday and make, like, 40 grand in one night. One 11-hour stream or something. Yeah, my, my nephew has a Twitch channel and, uh, you know, I don't, I, I think he's made a hundred or 200 bucks and I just, you know, I, I see a lot more kids. That's where I get, you know, I feel like, you know, some of the advice that Adam was asking from you is like in the same way as I feel like there's a lot of kids who feel like, Hey, if we just keep at it, we just keep at it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. And I'm like, no, you really have to have a value play. And like, just like with any type of medium, if you have to have a value play, that draws your listeners or your viewers or your participants in that go, you know, Hey, we have a passion for that too. Like, I think you know, one of the things you talked about Terrence, when you're playing gears of war for four years, like, you know, there was a certain, there's a certain passion that you got out of that. Right. And then everyone you knew that we were playing with, they did, they had that same passion. So you guys connected on that level. And, you know, I think gears of war is still pretty big. Like, it's not they just released the fifth one yeah. you know last year like in november i think i don't play it anymore but that's because for me i'm you know i'm not 20 years old anymore i'm not sitting there grinding eight eight hours a day um but uh you know i have a family now so i'm not really playing nearly as much as i used to but th they're still fun to play it's just i'm not playing at that level so for you know, some kids, they, they could do this for 20 years, but there's other people who are just going to have fun, you know, as long as they can, and then eventually they'll grow out of it. And it's not to say that I grew out of playing video games. It's just, you know, I have priorities that, you know, don't align with just hanging out, 
playing video games all day long, all night long. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's fascinating. The The thing that I got is no matter what you want to do in your life, you got to put in the work. Absolutely. A- and uh, if it's video games, if it's sports, if it's even an education or anything like that, you have to be willing to put in the time and put in the work. And just like you did, you, you put your time in a street fighter. And you did find success in that, but then you also found that, you know, there's some other things I want to do in my life. Yeah. So, but, but that's for the individual to decide, but you still got to put in the work. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's probably the biggest lesson here is, you know, be prepared to put in the work. I think a lot of kids think that they could just get on there and play and go, go at it and then be an overnight success. But when people say an overnight success, they don't see everything that person had to put in to, to make it happen. And even with the sports figures or influencers or anybody like that, you got to put in the time. You got to put in the work. Yeah, and the and the consistency. You know, you talked about the the streamer you're talking about is that's a lot of time. Yeah, and that's time you'll never get back. You know, so if you're you know that's a lot of investment. You know, and, and you know we always bring up so Adam by trade is a plumber, and his welds are okay, and. <laughs> That's a plumber's joke, by the way. Is uh, they're no. still being held at Bellagio, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, in order for him to be a good, good at plumbing, you know, same thing, he had to go hours and hours of training. Um, you know, what I do in real estate, people don't see the hours and hours and hours of connections and people and negotiating connections, connections, and and different knowledge bases that I draw from, whether it be economics or finance, and so. And, you know, you even talked a little bit about your current profession in IT. You're like, you're good at it. But I know personally, though, Terrence, that you, you've taken to another level. And that's what you kind of owe. That's what, you know, I'd like our listeners to see is like, you know, Terrence has really actually been super successful. You know, he's just humble about it, like me. So. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, I do really well in the industry. Um, You know, I've got eight or nine certifications because it's a job, but at the same time, I want to be good at it. So I studied and I worked hard at it. And um, also um, with with regards to what I do at work, I, I'm almost like a, kind of a perfectionist. So I hate making mistakes if I can avoid them. I mean, everyone's going to make mistakes in something, but, you know, I, I learn from those mistakes and I work hard every day. And, uh, you know, it may not be my passion, but I know that, in my mind, I need to be good at what I'm doing. Yeah. So. Dude, that's, that's some great advice for everyone. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. Terrence, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Telling us your story and, and all that. And thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Eric, for coming too. Yeah. Glad I could be here today. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's something we try to do in our show here is we definitely put in the work to make this podcast grow. And we appreciate all the listeners out there that that support us and leave a comment and tell your friends about the show. So we are super grateful for all the support out there. All right. So thanks. Thanks again, Terrence. Thank you.